Today's episode of Bachelor Party on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by World Central Kitchen. Their relief team is working across America to safely distribute individually packaged fresh meals in communities that need support. They're now serving tens of thousands of meals daily in some of our biggest cities like New York and L.A., and they're launching initiatives across America to deliver fresh hot meals to hospitals and clinics fighting on the front lines while keeping local restaurants in business as well. You can directly help the heroes in hospitals and clinics who are fighting for us and help keep your local restaurants alive. Go to theringer.com slash WCK to donate, please. We're trying to raise $250,000 and you have the means. It's an unbelievably great and useful cause that helps our hospital heroes, emergency workers, and local restaurants. Please give whatever you can. The money goes directly to World Central Kitchen and it's a charitable donation. Once again, that's theringer.com slash WCK. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We're deep into the listen to your heart era of this Bachelor Nation. I gotta say, I'm loving it. What a delightful show to discuss that with me. But first in Bachelor news is my pal, Lauren Zima. Hi, Lauren. Juliette, how are you? Thank you for having me as always. You know, I was thinking, I was like, uh, is she gonna be annoyed if I asked her to do the pod? Like, I just asked her to do it. But I've come to realize that was about four weeks ago. Like, that was like a, <laughs> m- a month ago. <laughs> time is flying. As I say a couple of times a day, what is time? <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's both like really elastic and also really like flat. It's very strange. I don't mean this to sound like I think this is a party because we're all in a serious situation and, you know, there's a lot of horrible things happening. But I do feel sometimes as though I'm in a continuous sleepover. Like, I'm always in kind of comfy clothes, but I also want to look like a little bit cute for my friends, baking a lot, eating foods that make me feel feel sort of safe and nostalgic. Like I ate cereal for the first time in like 10 years the other day. Yum. That's funny you say that because I've been going hard on Special K with red berries as well. And like, I'm no no longer a cereal eater. Right? It's strange. I don't know. I feel both old and young, both overwhelmed and bored. It's a lot of uh, catch-22s and conundrums left and right. Yes, it's a very confusing time. <laughs> I have to say, we're we're going to talk about listen to your heart. First, we're going to talk about news, but I just want to know before before we get to the conversation, what's your grade of of listen to your heart on a A B C D F scale? Oh, I'm going to give listen to your heart, especially as a new show out the gate, an A minus. I really like it. I'm with you. I was going to go like B. I was going to say solid B plus, but there's a lot of things. I just wanted to know, wanted to set the tone. So this is going to be a Positron podcast. We're positive. We're excited. We're ready to go. And we are going to start with some news. First of all, this is like brief news. Just kind of mention it. Kelly and Peter still quarantining together. Didn't, didn't see coronavirus coming. So I just want to start there. Really didn't see that coming either. I mean, I know there were all the rumors, but he went to Chicago, left, like did some some essential work as a pilot for Delta and returned. He This is like he had the option of not going back there. And yet he did. Peter. It's very interesting. Well, I will say and, and I'm just sort of speculating here based on what I know about Peter and Kelly and Barb, who I consider them all friends. They're all truly, honestly, lovely people with good hearts um, as far as I know them. But I think it makes sense looking back now because 
Barb loves Kelly and clearly Peter cares what mom thinks. Like Kelly, I interviewed her right after the tell-all the next night and she was like, Barb wanted to meet me so or after the uh, after the final rose and she said Barb wanted to meet me so badly she told me she was so excited to meet me like Barb is from Chicago she was a Chicago Bears cheerleader and she grew up there Peter even lived in Chicago for a little while so I could foresee I mean Kelly seems very smart and pretty and kind and I could totally see that Barb would want her son to marry a nice Midwestern girl who she adores <laughs> Yeah. And here's the thing. And sometimes this happens on The Bachelor. Like, I think, like, Rachel and Brian is, like, an example of this. When you just meet someone and there's, like, an instant spark and it's, like, you, like, feel it right away, it's really exciting. And, like, who doesn't want to pursue that? And that's what happened with Kelly and Peter. It just happened to be, at first, really bad timing for him because he was about to do the show. But in addition to him, like, her, in addition to her kind of checking a few boxes, if you believe in that kind of thing... There's just like an exciting feeling to like a chance encounter that turns into something more. I mean, that's what rom-coms are all about. Totally. I mean, there was a lot riding on it. You know, they met each other at that wedding. And then Peter, as he has said, was still truly not over Hannah when he started the show. So sometimes stuff's just about timing. You know, you circle back with people. That's happened to me before. I, I dated this one guy and I met him like a year and a half earlier. And then we didn't start dating until we just ran into each other another time, you know? So yeah, sometimes it's timing. I will also say, I, I actually think, I was thinking about Peter's logistics, right? Because we all knew he still lived at home. I mean, when I interviewed him and his mom and dad before the season started, he told me that literally when he would bring women home, sometimes Barb would make them breakfast the next morning. Like they told me so this. So weird. And so weird. I thought about it though. You know, maybe part of it is a safety thing because he is having to fly. That's essential. And he, as far as I know, was still living at home. So maybe part of it is just smart to like give space from mom and dad because uh, Barb and Peter Sr. would be in that coronavirus, you know, kind of danger age group. I think they're in their 60s. So yeah, know, nice. It's true. It's it, And also... I'm happy for Dustin. Seems like a great trio. Also, I really like Dustin. He's like, I interviewed him one time. Who do you ship him with? Dustin? I have no idea. I think that he's also like undiscussed, but one of the most handsome and like objectively attractive people to be on the show in a really long time, at least in my opinion. Um, When I interviewed him like a year ago, or I guess it was like 10 months ago, whatever. It was a terrible interview. Like just so bad. We hadn't met. It was over the phone. It was like, it was when I decided that I was no longer doing phoners, the people I hadn't met before. I was like, that's it. Nope, no more. But he was really pleasant and delightful. And like, he also like high engagement rate on, on social media, like pretty like normal, handsome person. So I, I have no idea who I ship him with, but like, I, I like him maybe like Sydney or something. I just feel like they're both like cool and normal. He's one of those people who strikes me as that he would do really well in paradise because sometimes someone who's like a bit, more quiet will get lost in the shuffle of Bachelor or Bachelorette. And then on Paradise, where there's more time, they can shine a little bit. I interviewed him on the rugby date of Hannah Brown's season. And I remember walking away and thinking, nice guy, great smile. But like in this moment when you're, you know, interviewing other people, like one right after the other with him, forgettable. Like he sure. just was in that moment. But now, you know, third wheeling is strong, getting a little bit of the spotlight on himself. I hope that we can see him on Paradise at some point. Me too, in 2021. <laughs> uh, um, this also reminds me, I forgot to put it on our rundown, but I just want to note that a while ago, I was trying to get Colton to do my pod. So I I 
texted him with that number he has like on his social media profiles. And have you ever done this? Are you aware of community and like how you text Colton if you're like a, a public person and you're not like someone he actually knows? I've heard of it. I've never attempted that number. <laughs> I did it. I'm such a I'm such a sucker. I did it. So there's something called community. I believe it's like one of the many companies that Ashton Kutcher has invested in. And basically it's a way for celebrities to like a not like not anonymously, but like have like a public number that they can text with people. And so Colton has been using it for his book publicity. And so every once in a while I get a text. It's like, hey, it's me, Colton. I'm going live tonight with Cass. Or like, hey, it's me, Colton. I'm gonna be discussing my book here or there. And I just like I get all these random texts from like this automated Colton bot now, and I hate it. I can't stop it. Oh, it's so ridiculous. How do you unsubscribe? <laughs> I don't know. I need to look into it. I, I also use like my not number. I have like, you know, I have like a secondary number to use for like reporting and stuff. So I use that. But it's so annoying. It's like, so, so annoying. Um, also in Batch Nation, other news I wanted to hit. Two, two really weird stories. This is, first one will lead to the second. Allegedly, according to the primary source of information on this is a tweet from Reality Suite Steve saying Victoria Fuller is in Iowa with Chris Souls and they are dating. I mean, that's just another one I did not see coming. Lauren, what do you think? I, if this is true, I, I couldn't have, like, truly, if someone had said to me, if you could see Victoria F dating anybody tomorrow in Bachelor Nation, like, Chris Souls wouldn't have been in my top 10. He wouldn't have even popped into my mind, especially because he's been laying so low since everything he went through, you know, yeah. like, with that horrible wreck and all that. Um, so I haven't spoken to him in a while and no, I didn't see that coming in any way, shape or form. But I guess what we now know is that in the age of social media, anybody can slide into anybody's DMs. And so connections can be forged if this is happening. I've been thinking about this because like, you know, people have like been online date, like online Zoom dating, like you meet an app and then you do a Zoom. It really opens the dating pool because it could be any person anywhere, really. But, oh and I gosh. guess. Victoria and Chris, they jumped on it. But then the question, of course, is like, how the fuck did she get there? And like, had they met before? If this is even true. Like, and, and, but yeah, there's like, like with Peter, a lot of logistical questions. Like, had they met in person? Did they meet online and she just went to Iowa? Like, what's happening? I've just so many questions. I know. How long has she been there? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, legally, you're not, not allowed to get on a plane tomorrow if you wanted to, right? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't oh, know. You can I can still fly. Yeah, you can still fly. You know, if you're yeah. like, I got to fly, I'm, I'm deciding to go quarantine with my mom because she's ill, whatever it is. Like, you know, so you, you could still get there. I just, I mean, she hasn't posted on Instagram in a while. Here's one thing I suppose I, I could see them bonding over is that they both have had a moment where a lot of people were coming at them yeah. and criticizing them and critiquing them. Um, so I could certainly see that they would relate to each other on that level. Um, and you know, I don't know. I'm just going to say, I don't know if I'd want to quarantine in Iowa. I mean, I guess what are any of us doing anywhere? But man, the cornfields, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be there. I don't know. <laughs> That's just me. Me neither. But he did. If he's still living in the same house and more on that in a second, it was large. I remember when they went to his home for a hometown during Andy's season. And I there always was just like Chris was like the rich farmer. So I don't know. I the whole thing is super weird. And regarding his home, the Bachelor T on Instagram put together a side by side where Natasha had shared um, a screenshot of the various Bachelor 
Yes, Fire. Natasha from Peter's season. Yes, she shared a screenshot of her like doing a FaceTime or house party or something with Victoria and Lexi and um, Sydney and Victoria P. So it was the five of them. And you could like very, and then you could see that the couch Victoria F was on. And then they put it next to a side by side with Chris lying on his couch. And it looks like the same couch. It's not a ton of evidence, but it does look similar. It looked well, it's, you know, what got me, if I'm being honest, it looks like the same couch and the same throw pillows. And those, totally, those don't look like they came together. They don't look like a set unless if anybody has that set, please correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't look though, like somebody would have gotten that from rooms to go or, um, you know, Harlem furniture. So we'll see. And you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Iowa would be great to quarantine in because you'd have a lot of space to run around. It would. Yeah, that's what I was. You're not close to anyone. So you could like, or I assume, I mean, there's some high density living, but you could like go outside and no one would necessarily be so close to you. I don't. It might be the clincher for me whether you could Postmates or not there. But this got me thinking about, because like what is sort of interesting about this, and I think we're all doing it, right? I I find myself, I've had a couple Zooms or calls with friends who don't live near me and who I feasibly could have had a phone call with at any time, but we just hadn't caught up. And I think the quarantine is sort of spurring connections that like weren't happening otherwise. And it made me think about what other reunions I want. And I got some flack for this on Twitter because people disagreed. But I really wish Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston would quarantine together. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Why'd you get flack for that? We all saw him that. Well, because some loving... people just still are like, he was a cheater. and Jen should never take him back. But I felt we saw them move on and, and be friendly during awards season. So we much did. time has passed. I want to see it. Who else would either of them be quarantining with? Quarantine together. <laughs> Um, Lauren, did you watch uh, Brad Pitt on HGTV, Celebrity IOU? You know, you know I did. I saw little clips of it. He was he was on the Property Brothers, right? Well, the Property Brothers have a new show. It's called Celebrity IOU. So did he and, pay for the house for someone? Yes, for his longtime makeup artist named Jean Black. And they redid her. They turned like her large um, on a uh, her large detached garage into basically a guest house or like in like a makeup space and it was really sweet like they're clearly really best friends she does all of the makeup on the coen brothers movies for brad pitt and for julia roberts and then sometimes josh brolin but like her main gig is the coen brothers brad pitt and julia roberts and he's and she's been doing it for brad for 28 years and they have like a really sweet friendship you should watch it you'll really like it you can fast forward the middle section that brad's not in but he's like in the first 15 and the last 15 it's pretty amazing you know i got i gotta tell you i'm I'm, I am missing, because you spend time with those people, right? Like I have this this yeah. wonderful woman named Rebecca who does my hair and makeup for, my makeup for ET. And I miss her. I, you start your morning every day with these people, you know, like they, you re- you have very real friendships and like, I have not gotten to see her because she can't do my makeup in the morning. So I, I'm literally starting my morning differently every day without this person who I used to converse with and, and begin the day with. It's kind of crazy. So I get that. And I love that Brad paid it forward with her. God, I wish Brad would join Instagram. That would be the boost we need right now, wouldn't it? Like just some shirtless backyard photos of Brad oh, Pitt to yes. put a little pep in our step. Brad's so, so weird. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love, love Love him. I honestly love him. I I not infrequently think to myself, the two hottest people currently living are Brad Pitt and Tyler Cameron. Like I, that's a thought that I have multiple times in the last few months. Really? <laughs> yeah. Although I have to say, I'm over the quarantine crew, but I don't really want to talk about them. Um, I'm interested. I thought you would go like somebody from all of your rom com. Like I, oh. I don't know. 
Like a Hugh Grant? No, Brad Pitt. Okay, all right. No, okay, no, Brad Pitt. I mean, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? What a handsome man! And also Rusty in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I oh, meant I Hugh it. Grant instead of Tyler Cameron. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Brad, Whatever. we're sticking with. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So the thing about Victoria and Chris is that the main thing is it came from a Reality Steve tweet, and it's a really bad time to be buying stock in Reality Steve because. It also recently came out in one of the craziest stories, honestly, in Bachelor Nation history that Reality Steve was catfished into thinking that Jenna was cheating. Jenna Cooper was cheating on Jordan Kimball after they met in Paradise in 2018. And it took a long time for this to come together. And Jenna's now someone else and she's pregnant and very happy. And I believe Jordan's also has a new girlfriend. So everyone's happy. It's fine. But it was like a really big deal that Reality Steve broke the story and he had texts to prove it that at the time, allegedly, that Jenna was cheating on Jordan and had like some sugar daddy or something like that. And she denied it the whole time. And he was like heartbroken. People were upset, blah, blah, blah. And then it's come out like almost two years later that it was all not true. And Steve admitted it and said he was catfished by by two like extreme fans, if you want to call him that. And... It's just an incredibly bizarre story. I I don't even like really know what to make of it. I I think and then like Jordan has been like responding to people. I I don't even know why, but like it just like everyone comes out looking weird and bad. I mean, like maybe the least of all Jenna, but like apparently she also was like gaslighted like into she was like did I do something wrong and Jacqueline from her season like helped her like unravel this whole thing and and figure out what was really going on, which is very sweet, very nice friendship, but it's just so weird. I, I I find it very strange. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what else to say about it. Like, it's also like very hard to follow precisely what happened. It is so strange. I remember thinking at the time it was all strange because it didn't, because she was denying it so strongly at the time, you know? But then I remember she did that, what she said was a forensic analysis of, of her phone, which almost actually seemed to like just the optics of that made it seem less credible because it was so strange and hard to understand. You know, I remember we were all saying, well, what's a forensic analysis of your phone? How could your phone prove you didn't send texts? We don't even really understand this. So I think unfortunately in trying to prove her case, she actually like just the way people perceived and understood it was more confusing. So it kind of like hurt more than helped, but it did just become this, he said, she said, and it's, I, I was confused then, I'm confused now. Do we know who the fans were? Like, have their names come to light? Not that I'm aware of. So, so interesting. It's truly the weirdest, weirdest thing. And like, also, why would you set out to like ruin two people's relationship? And like, who knows what could come of it? It's almost like too, too weird to be true. But I, I think it is true. I don't, I don't know. Everyone stay safe out there. You know, not only coronavirus, but like weird hacks. <laughs> too. Well, look, I think when you're, you know, What's hard about when you are in when anybody is reporting on a story is you know you want to have multiple sources you want to make sure that you're you feel good about the information but one thing that anybody can get caught in is a trap of if someone does just lie to you like if and if multiple people are lying to you I don't know how you know it's just so like what was the motivation there but then at the I same know. time so much time has passed that I'm almost like like I certainly didn't. I have to say, I didn't hold this in my mind about Jenna Cooper. I wasn't like still me thinking either. of her as this person who cheated. It it all felt so in the past to me. Um, and I'm glad she's moved on and she has a new life and and seemingly is in a good place. 
Yes, agreed. It's just so weird. I, I wanted to mention all of it. It's just a very, you know, it's like still a busy time in Bachelor Nation. I'll just say that. It's a <laughs> it's a world that doesn't disappoint. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> all right. Enough with the news, the old people. Let's talk about the new people on Listen to Your Heart, which a show that like honestly is so much more than I was hoping for. I had really low expectations. Um, but I think the show is delightful. Lauren, why do you think it works? Like, what's the reason why it's it's actually um, something that we're both, like, really behind? Well, I think it works for three reasons. One, the same reason Paradise works, which is that people spend legit time together and they, like, form really real connections. Two, that these people are coming in without any preconceived notions or ideas about each other. So it makes it really interesting to see like who is into what. Cause I think they're, they're really purely going off of like attraction and connection. And three, there is something about, I found myself on this episode getting more into someone after you hear them sing, you know, and I would imagine, especially if you sing with them, if you songwrite with them as this singer songwriter, who's already an emotionally connected person. But like, for example, I found Brandon, like Brandon wasn't really my type. And then he sang and I'm like, oh, hi, Brandon. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that added yes. like chemistry, sexuality factor. It, there really is something to it. I have to say a lot of them, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, okay, maybe don't sing or like, okay, maybe back <laughs> Which away. is hilarious too. <laughs> yeah. It really, it depends on who it is. Someone like Sheridan, I actually, it makes me like him more. And now obviously we're sad for Sheridan. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I think the parrot, like starting with the paradise sort of uh, conceit really helps the show because they're immediately interacting. Also, there's, there's just like more activity and it's it's more like watching adults at camp than it is like watching The Bachelor. And obviously I, there's a place for both. But I just feel like they took a lot of the lessons that they learned from all of the production in The Bachelor Nation and put it to good use here on the show. And it's like really paying off already. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Um, I also think that there's some hilarious pieces of it that remind me of like the early Bachelor seasons and they don't know if this is going to be a go or whatnot. Where like some of it is so low budget. Like, let's just go over what the dates were this week. Oh, my God. I know. I'm like, did we spend all the money on the rights to the songs and this big new yes. mansion? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> Yes, the rights to the music must be so high. Although I think there's some way around it. Like I think you can perform songs um without it's like a different type of licensing, but whatever. The dates were Trevor and Jamie busking at the Venice on uh, Venice Beach, which they got $82, which I don't know <laughs> if I believe. We had Bree and Chris going to a after hours like solo experience at uh guitar center which i believe is on sunset near uh like mm-hmm. sierra bonita uh we had a date at the dresden which is like basically what they do in the movie um what's the name of that movie with john favreau and vince vaughn swingers swingers yeah los Feliz dates like basically going to so they go to the dresden which is basically like being in swingers and then what was the last date that i'm forgetting with the radio date where they went oh, on the, the radio, radio station date. That reminded me of Jason Mesnick's season because they went to the radio station in that season specifically. And I was just like, okay, we're back in the year 2008. There's not a lot of money for this. We're making the best of it. My favorite part was when Jamie picked up that money and she said, like, it was $82 or whatever. And I just thought, are they about to go pay for their own date? Like, do they have to now pay for a dinner? What's happening? I mean, 
It really is. I agree. It also feels, it has in a lot of ways the feel of like an early Bachelor show, which I like. It feels both different and familiar, kind of like the quarantine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they've been low budge. It is interesting to so watch funny. it all with a quarantine lens, isn't it? You kind of are like, oh yeah, I also feel really emotional. Oh yeah, I also feel weirdly attached to things. Like I get this. Yeah, totally. Totally. Also, one thing is it seems like they're forming friendships really quickly. Like the women seem like they've really come to like each other really fast, which I found interesting, which I think is also happens in paradise, but at least in paradise, like you have more of a baseline for each other. Cause like you're all familiar with maybe you've watched your season or they were on, they were on the show together, but these people like took to each other very quickly, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that, but, um, I wanted to ask you what you make of Trevor because you interacted with him. He was did a group date with you and Chris on Instagram Live a couple weeks ago. And he gives me uh, clear stay away vibes. I'm just like, oh no, Jamie, it's not good. It's not a good idea. Back away, girl. But what do you think of him? You've actually talked to him. He gives you who vibes? Stay away vibes. Oh, stay I'm away saying. vibes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that interview with him. And in that interview, I thought He came across like very polished, very together. I mean, Trevor is the one where he's been on reality TV before. You know, he was on American Idol before. So I think he's certainly a little more seasoned and and in being camera aware. Yeah, for sure. And then I also interviewed him for E.T., similar vibes. Look, he was nice. He was like kind to us. I don't have anything bad to say about him based on my interactions. But I also interviewed Natasha Monday morning. And Natasha said that she has gotten multiple women sliding into her DMs telling her they also had an experience where Trevor cheated on them. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. no. Trevor. Oh, no, Trevor. I don't know. She does really seem into him. And it's not going to end. It's just not going to end well. I don't need any more information. Even before you said that, like, I knew it wasn't going to end well for them. I mean, I actually think there's a good chance a real relationship could come out of this show. Because there's a lot going for it. Like, similar to Paradise, like you said, you actually get to spend time together. But moreover, you have a major shared interest, and that's music. Having, like, a shared interest is important. Right? It's like, well, because you are, I mean, what are, I think, in, yeah, in good relationships, you have to have that foundation of, like, common ground. I mean, I'm dating someone who does the exact same job as me, pretty much. So, there you go. But... Yeah, and I think that, you know, if nothing else, we'll get Instagrammers with some of the best content we've ever gotten out of The Bachelor because they can actually, like, um, <laughs> make, put songs up on the internet. But what did you think of the question of whether Trevor should have told Jamie in that moment the, like, emotional cheating thing versus or, – or is, like, I, that was interesting to me because I'm like, do you tell someone then and there – what do you tell me what you think? I think that's an absolute. He does not have to tell her anything. First of all, emotional cheating, I agree with Natasha, can be worse than actual cheating. It's also way more up for debate. Like, what is emotional cheating? You know what I mean? Like, I, I think everyone knows it when they see it, but like as you're describing it, if you're not in the relationship, I think it's a lot, it's a lot murkier. So, like, what was he supposed to say? Like, also, who cops to emotional cheating? Like when they're first starting to date someone else, you're like, Hey, I'm really into you. Like, this is so exciting. I haven't dated anyone in a really long time. Wow. My last relationship ended because I emotionally cheated. Like, no, like it's just, that doesn't, that doesn't come up in the first month of your relationship. Maybe first three months, really. I don't think he had to tell her anything. I don't think he's wrong. Jamie yet is my point. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I know we're moving in bachelor time, but it still technically was their first date. And yeah. I think like that, you know, I mean, they've had, obviously they've talked before that, so I shouldn't, it's not really a regular first date. But, um, you know, I don't know, I, I don't expect someone that early on to get into the specifics of why their past relationships ended. Like to me, that's a deeper, further along conversation. Um and I, I didn't, you know, it's not like he said it just didn't work out or he just blamed the other person. He he did like take some ownership and say, I wasn't perfect. Like, you know, I made some mistakes. So I, he, to me, he didn't commit any great wrong in that moment, but I guess we'll see what he does from here because I also interviewed Jamie last Friday God. and Jamie, uh, Jamie, she wasn't like singing his praises. She wasn't saying anything bad, but she wasn't saying, um, oh yeah, no, Trevor's a great, great, great guy. So I don't know what happens. <laughs> okay. 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 Which relationship are you rooting for the most right now? Oh God. I kind of loved Brandon and Savannah after that Dresden date. <laughs> Is that I weird? Know. They're both good looking. They really seem to like have good vibes. I liked that he when although I don't we have to talk about his last comment in the episode, but I liked that when Julia, Juliet, Julia Gulia, whatever her name is, when she She's a total Julia Gulia. Great. Julia Gulia. Um, <laughs> when she came and told him she was into him, he said, I'm very interested in Savannah. Like she tried to throw Savannah under the bus. She said she was odd and wasn't connecting with the other women. I did not think that was cool. No, I I agree with you. I thought he did handle himself really well. It's one of the reasons why I think he is good for Savannah is they're both like, I'm not here to make friends. They're they're both I'm not here to make friends types. They're like looking for the relationship. And in the dress the dressing day was cute. I thought I thought that they uh Oh, they them like and Marty had, and Elaine. Yeah, they had they had a great vibe. That's definitely the best date of the episode. Cause it's like you don't want to be completely alone, you know, like for your first date, like you need some ambiance around you. And the Dresden has plenty of ambiance. I live pretty close to the Dresden. So I was like, they got lucky. I agree. I think Julie is the secret villain. Oh, interesting. That well, just really struck me when she like, look, it's one thing if, you know, if you want, if some, okay, Brandon went on a date with Savannah, right? He's not totally off limits. If she wanted to go to him and say, I'm still interested in you. Okay, cool. I get that. Why did she have to say all the other women were getting along in the house and Savannah wasn't getting along with them and she found that to be odd? I'm like, why are you throwing this girl under the bus and acting like she can't get along with other women? You don't really, you're not really producing any receipts on that. Like, if the guy's into you, great, but you don't have to make another girl look bad to try and make that happen. It's true. Like, she just was trying to get what she wanted, this guy. And that was that was kind of it. Also, I thought she was really into Sheridan. I I mean based on last week's episode, which I guess like is silly of me, but I was kind of surprised that she was already pivoting to another dude. I thought that was, I thought that Sheridan and Julia were like going to be a thing. I am totally and completely guessing and projecting on this, but Julia strikes me as the type of woman who has had an experience where like, she's totally beautiful, but maybe she had an awkward phase Mm. and now she's got a couple of guys into her and she doesn't, and she's like, not sure what to do, like maybe even liking it a little bit, not sure who she really likes, not sure what to really choose. And she's kind of playing them both a little bit. I mean, she's definitely stringing Sheridan along and Sheridan's 100% into her. And I felt so bad for him when he said, I did something wrong. You know, I came on too hard or whatever. Dude, if she likes you, she's going to be into you. She's not going to be upset that you showed too much interest. So I don't think she's that into Sheridan. I know she's not. I think, I think she's now 
she's in the showman's level of just trying to like stay there essentially. Great voice though. Yeah, I thought she's a good. I thought that they I love they they sang um the bones right by Marin yeah. Morris. Yeah, I, I love that song. I'm like a Marin Morris super fan. I would do like anything for her, and I love I love that song. I also think she's so great. I feel like you could really get into Marin Morris if you haven't already. I I'm into her. I dig her. I've interviewed her before. She's awesome too. I mean, everybody in the country music scene is like just such a nice person, but. Then, you know, well, really? now, God, sorry. I'm, now I'm like really on this Julia Brandon Sheridan thing. Then at the end, he says, hey, we need to talk to her. I mean, that, I'm like, this show, who, what? Here's the thing about musicians, artists, and I did a lot of theater, okay? Love a theater kid. Oh, they are. We are emotional, back and forth people. And I think the people on this show are going to, like, I, I think there are further breakdowns ahead. I think it's only going to get more intense, honestly. Oh. I need a lot more Becca speaking of theater kids. Like, just give me more. I want to know. I want to (laughs) know. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Give her some weird date where like she's got to do Broadway and the person with her is like a, you know, a country singer and they're confused. Like, I want to see that. (laughs) Um, Hands down, the like zaniest person on the show, though, is Rudy. I mean, their whole Rudy and Matt thing is like almost... It's almost like foreign to me. I'm just like it just it's not very bachelor-esque, is I guess what I would say. Like her craziness, I feel like doesn't usually play well on television, but it's going uh just fine for her, I guess, so far. They've like reconciled for now. It's just I, I wasn't expecting that. They're like a weird yo-yo. I don't know. They they're the kind of people that I feel like don't end up on the actual Bachelor or Bachelorette, but like now they're in the mix forever. They could be on Paradise. They're in they're now members of Bachelor Nation. You mean like on night one in The Bachelor, she would have been like kind of the crazy one who didn't yes. stick around. Yeah. Yes. She slapped him in the face. I know. <laughs> I she slapped okay the that. man in the face. <laughs> It's actually not okay. I mean, no, you know, it was wild. I was like, oh my God. I mean, thank God she apologized right away. And, and you know, I think she was just so full of nervous energy and coming right off of yes. a kiss with Ryan that left her in tears. Oh my God. That was so funny. Poor Ryan. <laughs> poor, poor Ryan. I don't know. Man. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's so handsome and cute. I just, I think he's he so might be using cute, but there's, too much tongue when he kisses people. Also, has, there's something off about him. Like, it's not his appearance. He is handsome. He's obviously a good singer, very serious about singing. But, like, there's something that's just, like, are you actually a bot? Like, was he made in a lab and sent to be on reality TV? Because he's like, just I, so handsome. Yeah. I don't even... By the way, we definitely have the same glasses. Ryan, if you have Warby Parker Baker glasses, so do I. Uh, they look very similar. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just something off about him. Like, I'm just... I, I don't know. And it's not like he's, like threatening or something he's just he's just something off there's something odd about him i, I, I don't completely we, know it, it i get the sense that there's a bit of a wall up right now and we don't mm. like totally know his personality yet i feel like he needs to dig in a little bit more and i want to see some different emotions from him like what's he afraid of what's he nervous about he's been very controlled i i want to dig in with him yeah i feel like he had a he had like a traumatic childhood like with friends not like anything like really bad happened but like just had a rough time in school or something like that. I don't know. I'm like, writing this whole backstory for him. He said he had brain surgery. I oh, think. right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. When he was six, he said it was awesome, which I found very strange. But <laughs> whatever. Um, so you've been quarantining with Chris Harrison. What's it like to watch this show together? Well, yeah. So we we live tweeted the West Coast feed of the premiere last Monday. Um, and we've never 
like watched a sh- an episode as it was happening live together before, which was interesting. Um, I will say <laughs> we didn't really, we didn't really talk to each other. <laughs> well, when you're live tweeting, you got to lock in. You can't really be talking. You got to save your jokes for Twitter. Yeah, we were both tweeting and like that there is something there where, you know, we still maintain that barrier. Like I still have a little bit of a separation with him about stuff with the show because I'm like, I got to do my job and you got to do your yeah, job, you know? Totally. But um, I, I do give him very honest critiques of his appearances right to his face. <laughs> That's hilarious. I thought the black jacket on episode two was not my favorite. He likes it. I said it wasn't my favorite look ever. You're giving me a little bit of like Hunger Games vibes in that. It wasn't. It was a weird jacket. I was like, is it a different climate? Like what? What? When did they? When did they film? Do you know? Uh oh, God, I do know, but now I'm forgetting. When did they film? Oh, I mean, was it sometime in the fall or later? I'm. I, oh my God, I wish I. I can't believe I'm not remembering this. I really do know, but I'm blanking because what is time? Um, but no, I. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what his. I'll ask him what his decision making was. They were just trying something <laughs> new. Usually, it's never a misstep ever, and I was. I was a little thrown, but you know what? Um, but look, I love the show. I know he loves the show. Like they all. I think everybody is feeling like it it's just good it's like it's got it all just the good things we love in bachelor and it feels kind of old school bachelor in a good way i i agree with you it does feel old school bachelor to me because the people are a little bit less polished what they're looking for is different than like the like singular mission of the bachelor and bachelorette and then like all the expectations that come with paradise like there's just something a little bit different about it that is totally working and then you just get like some really weird moments like the guitar center date was super weird and those two people were really into it it was chris and brie and they're just like they're like improvising a song as they go along about like how they're feeling and that was so fucking weird, but like that's what like what you want out of reality TV, and I feel like on The Bachelor that would I keep I don't mean to keep referencing it, but that would like be relegated to like the bloopers, you know, while the end credits are rolling. But we got like an extended scene, Juliet, and I, I liked it. I found Great that TV. to be deeply cringeworthy in the most like love hate way to watch this show that there is. I'm just like, what is when she said, I communicate through song and it's been a problem in my past relationships that people don't get that i thought she was being a bit figurative and then yeah, it became that was like a metaphor right <laughs> quite quite literal like i'm into you it's still feeling new but i am interested i have feelings for you i was like what's happening <laughs> and when he was like what vibe should we go for what vibe are you thinking i thought he was gonna play like an existing song i thought he was like gonna pick a song to match the mood not like make up a guitar riff to match the mood. It was so, so ridiculous. I, I simply loved it. I just was like, at that point, I, you know, I, I slacked. We have like, like a bachelor party slack for my colleagues and I, and I was like, guys, this show, it's good. It works for me. I just like it. I want to see them get in a fight via song. <laughs> oh my God. Definitely. I, I think those two, Chris and Brie, while I'm rooting for them right now and they give me joy on the show, they're going to burn hot and bright simply strictly a showmance for those two. I don't see it going far. Oh, interesting. Like it's too much too soon. And then yes. it's going to, it's going to fade. Wow. Yes. 100%. It's like calm down guys. And I think they're just both so desperate to like find someone to sing with in a guitar center. And I don't know if it will last. When she got down on one knee for him to give, ask him on the date that I, you know, that was one of those moments where I was like, I actually think like I didn't, I thought it was unnecessary. Like he's gone on the date with you. 
And it was just sort of funny to me because I'm like, this is one of those moments where you could see it as really sweet or you could see it as like, this is nuts. What are you doing? And this is like, I don't know. It was uh, it was a lot. I would not have been excited to be inside an empty guitar center. That's one critique I'll give. I need a little bit more of a, like a fab date moment, but maybe they'll get better. And it's kind of funny to watch like what the next conundrum is. I mean, one of their dates was just singing in the streets. <laughs> I know. It's so do you know how, what, like, what is the format? Like, are they going to Nashville or like, are all those performances just in LA? Like, how does this work? No, I know they've, they went to Nashville. I, I think maybe that's, that's more towards the end when they actually perform. Yeah. But no, I think the performances start in week three. They start next week. Yeah. Great. Um, and from what Chris has told me, things get more insane with the performances because it ups the stress level and <laughs> all these people want to, you know, perform well and they know they're performing in front of like big famous faces that could potentially affect their career. So we'll see. That's amazing. I, I like I'm deeply grateful for this show. I've, I'm not joking. Like it's uh, it's something that I look forward to now. I like I'm excited to watch it. And I do think that I don't know why it took this long to be like, you know what? Let's take people who are super obsessed with performance and how they're being received in their art, which is like totally legit, by the way, if you really care about your work, like you want to be received well and put them in a house and make them find love at the same time. I mean, it's a winning combination. I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> it just gives me so much joy. It also reminds me of like a lot of other random shows that I like, like a little bit of Nashville, a little bit of like some old reality, like before everyone got really used to it. Like it just feels like a throwback in a weird way. And it's, it's just really delightful. Lauren, thank you for discussing it with me. I just feel like not a lot of people have the same passion. I knew that I could count on you. Oh, thank you for being a delight. Um, yeah, we are doing Roses and Rosé, covering listening, Listen to Your Heart, new episodes of every Tuesday on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube channel. And, you know, as Chris Harrison is now saying on this new show, don't forget to listen to your heart, Juliet. <laughs> I sure will. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for doing this as always. We will definitely check you out on Roses and Rosé on YouTube on Entertainment Tonight's channel. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 